This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash. Hmm. You can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of Hefty Large Black Bags. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. April 28th, 2023. The WWE 2023 Draft Night 1 Smackdown. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. Joined by NYC Demon Diva Issa and Alfred Kanawa tonight. To talk about the draft, night one of the draft. Who was drafted? Where were they drafted to? What are the plans post-draft? What was the wrestling we had tonight as part of the draft? The window is Did anybody trade up? Did anybody yes. trade up in the draft to get compensatory picks? It was it was interesting, kind of the results, some unexpected stuff. Yeah. I think the wildest part is that I don't know if WWE did this or has done this before, but they're going head to head with the actual NFL draft which yeah. is going on as we speak, which I have been watching. So it's like you see how a real draft goes and then to see WWE's version of a draft at the same time, it's very jarring because there's a lot of things they do that are kind of confusing in terms of WWE. I thought it was better with all the guests. That's really cool because the NFL draft has done that as well, having different guests there. But uh, very interesting, especially the rules that WWE seems to come up with. For their well, draft i liked when the 2016 brand split happened and you had mick and stephanie and then you had shane and you had the sort of trying to one-up one another mm-hmm. that was fun and it was dumb but it was kind of fun when they had the executive boardrooms last <laughs> time and cletus the football robot was in the fox one everyone was like yes uh-huh. we got him um this just seemed like now we're gonna come out and read off a piece of paper yeah, where's the reaction? Where's the reaction to these people? Where's Roman Reigns in the Island of Relevancy wearing a SmackDown hat? Where, is, where are all these people getting drafted and we get to see them and their families? You know, where's the Rhodes family in the Nightmare Factory with yeah. QT Marshall celebrating Cody Rhodes getting drafted? Uh, I would have liked a little more pageantry the way the NFL yeah. does the draft because the NFL has put on a phenomenal television product with their draft and WWE's missing opportunities to do the same. Yeah. Don't get it. Don't get it at all. Why? They uh, did it this way tonight. Anyhow. Anyhow. I uh, just ejected something from my computer, so I need to Uh figure out what I need to rehook up. I'll do that momentarily. But, Issa, high-level thoughts on tonight. (laughs) I mean, we all knew who the number one draft pick was going to be. So, again, just... Just like this World Heavyweight Championship, it was just who was going to be the first to be number two. So, great job. I'd like to congratulate Cody Rhodes for being the number one draft pick on Raw. I knew he could do it. Very exciting for him. Uh, So, Alfred, why don't you start with the news? Okay, if you dare. Uh, There's Uh been a lot of news this week, boys and girls. 
Hold on to your hats because another black woman is having controversy with WWE. There is this ongoing lawsuit about allegedly racist pitches from within the WWE writer's room. More details came out today. Of course, there was a bombshell of a lawsuit dropped on WWE from former writer Brittany Abrahams, who is a black woman who used to be a writer with WWE. She's suing for compensatory and uh, retaliation and uh, allegations of racial discrimination, which include, uh, again, these are all allegations. I just want to put that out there. But the Lawsuit alleges that there were some pitches for Mansoor to say that he was behind 9-11 or for Reggie to essentially be playing a runaway slave where there was going to be a crocodile hunter character played by Shane Thorne, former WWE superstar who's Australian, who was going to be hunting Reggie, putting him in cages at some points. These were allegedly pitched. Of course, didn't make it onto television. And then, of course, the uh, thick Nigerian accent of Apollo Crews was brought up, as was Bianca Belair, uh, made to sound, quote-unquote, more ghetto. So there were a lot of different allegations. Apparently, Vince McMahon had a pitch for Mustafa Ali, which was said to be every bit as bad as the pitch for Mansoor, and had something to do with Mustafa Ali requesting his release in 2022. So a lot of very uh, serious allegations against WWE right now. We don't know how long this lawsuit's going to be dragged out or settled or how it's going to end. I will say this. Let me start things off. Uh, talking about black people in wrestling is kind of my thing. Oh. So I will say this. The only thing I'll say about this is that it's obviously a good idea. Like this, unfortunately... You know, we see things like this happen all the time with wrestling. And I think behind the scenes, it definitely needs to have some updates and stuff like that. It's always a great idea to have people from different backgrounds when you're writing a television show. I'm not saying this as some kind of woke statement. I'm saying that because it does make the best comedy when you have different people to bounce off of and different perspectives to challenge the things that you think and say. And then also so that maybe you don't say things that are insensitive and you can be checked on those types of comments. Uh, but what I haven't heard anybody bring up in terms of this lawsuit is that uh, history might be on WWE's side for this in terms of if this goes to trial or whatnot, because there was a very famous uh, trial, Lyle versus Warner Brothers Discovery. There were comedy writers for the comedy show Friends. Or, no, Friends is not a comedy. For the show Friends, which is one of the most overrated TV shows of all time, which is known for stealing from living single. But the show Friends had these comedy writers who would make very coarse and rude and crude comments that were seen as misogynistic in the writer's room. And a writer's assistant was very offended by these. And she sued um, the, the show of Friends and she lost by unanimous vote because the thinking was, well, they're comedy writers. This is their process. Mm. You have to have creative freedom to be able to say anything you want as long as it's not directed at the individual. So maybe that's the stance WWE will take is that this is part of the writing process. And even if these horrible things are coming up as their pitches, well, this is part of the creative process and you have to sift through a lot of junk in order to get to something that would be seen as optimal creativity. But um, a lot going on here with this uh, lawsuit. We'll kick things off with you, Issa. Yeah, we, uh, we touched base a little bit on it on, on Wednesday night. And that's, that's exactly what I said. I said, hey, listen, while these pitches are screwed up, and I do not agree. I, I can't even believe that the thought will cross somebody's mind. At the same time, when it comes to the legal lingo of things, you're writing for, mm. uh, for a character. You're writing for a fictional character. So you don't know how much of a case we have here. And a lot of, like you mentioned, I'm glad you brought up the example because a lot of times in the past, this has happened and these cases have gone on to not really accomplish much. So we gotta see. We gotta see where it goes because ultimately, while we know the principle of it is messed up, when you look at the legal lingo of things, I don't know how much they have to hang on to. 
Well, it's also a different time and era now than it was. Yeah. I mean, that Friends lawsuit was 20 years ago. But I think the most actionable claim in there, and again, I'm not an attorney, but I did watch all of L.A. Law as a child. That was seven seasons, wow. like 200 episodes um that, I that literally equals to a law degree just yeah so. i mean it's pretty close you know <laughs> law school's three years this was seven years um but i will say that i think the most actionable thing was uh being fired or part of the firing having to do with taking the wrestlemania chair when other writers were able to do that without incident that was a common practice so right you know i think it'll be very interesting to see how this plays out but i want to know Part of me just morbidly curious. How bad was that Mustafa Ali pitch when no one will even go into detail about what yeah, it was? I can only imagine. And there was some, I remember at the time that Mustafa Ali had requested his release, there were some intimations. Nobody came out and said it, but there were some comments that there was a conversation with Vince that went left. And that's what everybody kind of assumed. Like, what the hell could he have pitched to Mustafa Ali? Kind of as a joke. Uh, but unfortunately, this seems to be exactly the case, depending on who you believe. Yeah. I mean, look, I think that wrestling fans, it is like catnip, any behind the scenes details. Uh, so I get why everybody is is all over this. But I think that uh, it will be curious to see. I mean, a lot of it is so cringeworthy and so terrible. And I feel awful for the writer that had to endure this. Uh, but the question will be, what what does the law decide in terms of what's a claim with Marin and what's not? That's what will be interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah, and the environment, I think, is further sullied by the fact that they're writing for Vince. So it's like they're writing something that they want to get on. So it's not necessarily them writing what they feel is going to be the best idea. It's them feeling what they feel is going to get on and that Vince is going to like. So mm. wrestling, especially WWE, it's built on these old stereotypes of the foreign heel or uh, yeah. the ethnic person having to play up the stereotypes. So a lot of writers probably just think, well, if I pitch it this way to Vince, he's going to go for it. And that might be conducive to that type of environment. Absolutely. Uh, I say it's crazy, but no, I don't think there was a single thing in there that I was really surprised about. Right. <laughs> it's just kind of like this. Fun fact, well, fun little story. This is how me and Court Bauer from MLW became brothers. Is uh, He used to be a WWE writer and he left. And so I interviewed him for Bleach Report back in my Bleach Report days. Just to, like, to see what the writing process is like. That would be a fun interview. And I just offhandedly asked him, hey, how come, are there any black writers there? Like, what's going And it led to a like, two-hour conversation of him going into detail of this writing process. And I did cover those details me and court almost got sued by wwe because of it and the article had to go wow. away so all of this is a lot of this is stuff that i've heard in terms of what uh, these writers endure and go through not saying whether or not it's true it's just that you hear behind the scenes things right of how these pitches go yeah well i mean and it's funny though because look every everybody is going to have a crazy pitch or storyline every show you watch on tv has stuff that people that are bad ideas but i don't know that they're like this offensively right. bad but and putting on my co comedy hat, you know, as one of the fastest rising stand-up comedians in the greater South Bay area, hmm. I do kind of tend to agree with the idea that, yes, you have to go through a lot of crap in order to get to a good joke. And as a writer, I, I really don't think that it would be a good idea to put those constraints on writers. I'm not saying they should be able to be right. That's why it's a good idea to have these diverse writers rooms so that they can get checked when they go off. Right. Left. But I do think that it would be a bad idea to creativity if you were to say, have laws in place that say you cannot pitch something that's deemed to be racist. Do you think though, and I, I wonder this sometimes because I've had people, you know, you, people point this with the, the office and people have said this before that sometimes when you're making fun 
of racism, you're still putting out like a racist yes. idea. Right. Yes. Right. Which means that, yes, you're saying, well, this is what a racist thinks, but you're putting that out there for the sake of comedy. And I get that it's making fun of racism, not being racist, but it, it's it's a very weird line yeah. to uh, have to, to straddle. But I think that if somebody said these things aloud backstage, like they knew it was going to get a reaction. And maybe they were trying to do it for shock humor, but I don't know. It's This is where it gets tough. And I wonder how this will fly under the new uh, corporate oversight and ownership. Right. Point. You know, Yeah. we'll see. But no, I think I think this is one of the most interesting stories in wrestling right now. And that's saying something. What else is uh, going on in the news? Well, we're not going to talk too much about Rampage tonight. So let's get into some AEW news first with AEW Collision. The premiere date expected to be June 17th, where we are expecting Cousin Phil, CM Punk, to make his long-awaited return to AEW on Saturday nights. But it's not just going to be CM Punk, according to Dave Meltzer, the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. He's mm. saying that there may be additional talents and an additional surprise on Collision, uh, along with CM Punk. So some names being thrown out and considered, possibly Kota Abushi, uh, who's still a free agent. Uh, possibly Sasha Banks, who has one more date left with uh, Bushi Road out there in Japan. So they're saying that there might be more than just CM Punk returning on Saturday Hello? nights. You're going to have just uh, a show with just CM Punk? <laughs> yeah, they're going to need a lot of fight, especially because CM Punk's going to implode. He's not going to be there for a year. He's going to implode. So they're going to need, at the very least, a backup plan, if not more people. And they're facing a lot of tough competition on Saturday nights. So yeah. yes, they need all the firepower they can get. Yeah, this doesn't this doesn't surprise me. I assume that they were going to try to, you know, stack it up a little bit and they have some good rosters and we have some people that we don't see on TV at all. I think AW could could do this and I just don't know how the ratings are going to be on a Saturday night. Yeah. Saturday not I mean, I know there's a lot of other stuff on, but traditionally that's not a hot TV night. Not it's not a hot TV night, but it is a hot like event, like destination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For example, the Javante Davis fight with Ryan Garcia or big events like that. That's what's really going to hurt AEW because there's a lot of big events on Saturdays, big college football games, big boxing matches, big UFC mm -hmm. fights. And WWE with Endeavor, don't think they're not going to get petty and try to find ways to counter this Saturday night show and how they time these events uh, with UFC. They'll start doing split brand pay-per-views. So we have pay-per-views like every other Saturday again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I miss I missed the split brand pay-per-view era. That was kind of fun. I mean, it, they, it was ridiculous, but it was also kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. But you know, they, even that, even, um, AW do, does their pay-per-views on a Saturday, you know, here and there. So, you know, you gotta, you, there's, I, I'm just more curious about how, how they're going to do on a Saturday night, but I did expect collision to, come out swinging and, and and have a decent roster yeah we'll see now splitting up these rosters i have suggested that maybe you put cm punk with a bunch of shooters so that they can keep him in line but what about this what about a roster of former wwe guys on one roster and then you got the aew day ones on the other roster why can't we do that and just we'll do the invasion angle all over again at pay-per-view yeah great <laughs> that'd be incredible how is cm yeah. punk gonna melt down this time my prediction is that he does a no-show when he's supposed to drop the title. That's how I think he's going to end this time around. Mm, we'll see. It'll be fun. I, I think it's going to have something to do with a dog. Oh, no. <laughs> I think they're going to say after what happened, Larry's no longer allowed backstage and he, and he quits. <laughs> see if Punk's going to quit in solidarity with Larry? 
I quit. If you tell me Roman sort of allows somewhere I'm quitting. So mm. I wouldn't blame him. That would be sweet. That would actually make CM Punk a baby face if he if he stood up for his daughter. He can go back to Wednesday if he does it that way, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, on to more AEW news. More good news for AEW All In. This is just pre-sale information. It cannot be quantified that this is what they're going to actually do, but we're up to over 60,000 fans pre-registered for the All In pre-sale, which they want to sell 90,000 tickets. They are pushing hard for it. It's part of the reason CM Punk is back, part of the reason they're taking another gigantic risk on Jeff Hardy. But they're up to 60,000 in, uh, I think, ticket sales, what is it, next weekend, a week from today? I believe it's uh, next Friday that they go on sale. So that'll be an interesting day. Yeah. Glenn, are you... uh, How many tickets do you think AEW sells for Cody Mania, which is what I'm going to be calling all in because they stole the idea from my guy, Cody Rhodes. How many tickets for Cody Mania is, do you think they they hit maybe over 80,000? So it's at Wembley. Yes. Okay. Very hot in Wembley. They're very hot in the UK. And they've never been there. Who who sold out Wembley Stadium? Ed Sheeran sold out Wembley. BTS. Uh, Muse, Oasis, Taylor Swift, One Direction, Beyonce, The Spice Girls. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, 12 artists. Only 12 artists have sold out Wembley before. Think about that. Is AEW bigger than the Spice Girls? That is the question. (laughs) Absolutely not. Especially in the UK. Come on. That would be like trying to outsell Bad Bunny in Puerto Rico. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, is Fozzie going to play? Because that's probably good for 10,000 seats right there. Well, why not get the Spice Girls to do the opening number for AEW All In? I mean, they can come together. I'm, Tony Khan would pay for it. Yeah. Come together or when to become one. Just, you know. Yes, nicely said. <laughs> <laughs> I was I'm... a closeted Spice Girls fan growing up. You know, I was a boy, so you had to hide that type of stuff. So I acted like I didn't like them. I knew every word, every one of their songs. Catchy stuff. Yeah, who did? I don't get people that don't like the Spice Girls. Don't I don't trust that at all. Uh, but no, I think that uh, I think they're going to put all the stops. I, I mean, I think it's going to be hard to get above sixty thousand tickets. That's that's my gut on this. I think that's around the number. I think around sixty thousand. I think seventy thousand best case scenario. But you never know. You know, it's uh, they, they have that going for them in that it's the first time in the UK and they they do do well over there in terms of ratings and stuff like that. But I would be shocked if they sold out Wembley Stadium. Well, like now Spice the- Girls. Difference also, though, okay, so capacity-wise, having the ring in the middle, like, I think even if they have an elaborate production, you can't take more than 10,000 seats out of the equation. Stage empty, ring in the middle, you know what I mean? So, like, so they could right. shave the capacity a little bit, but they can't shave it enough for a sellout, I don't think. I mean, I don't think the sellout is a number that, well, I know, the number they're going for is... The number that WWE did at SummerSlam, I believe it was 79,127. Yeah. They want to outsell that or, you know, at least fudge the numbers enough to where they can say that they outsold WWE at SummerSlam. So that's going to be the interesting thing to keep track of. Yeah. It's going to be funny because then WWE is going to be concerned of real and fake numbers. Like, let's say AEW does 77,000 people and they lie and say they did. Then the WWE constituents are like, no, that's a fake number as if they don't do the same thing. Yeah, it's true. I mean, if Vince was booking the show, it would be it would be sold out already on paper. You know, hundred twenty thousand people yeah, packed into easily. the stadium. Easily bigger than the the Pontiac uh, Superdome, uh, Silverdome. Pardon me. Uh, so uh, yeah, what else? What else is happening? 
Our final story is sad news for NXT. Of course, we like covering NXT on Tuesdays, and they have been hit with a rash of injuries, a lot of which came on this Tuesday's show, whether it's Grayson Waller, Indy Hartwell. Uh, there was something going on with Thea Hale, but she denies that she is injured, and now these injuries are being blamed on the new Performance Center coach. We do not know this individual's really? name, but there's a strength and conditioning coach who has been emphasizing lifting heavier weights, and that has translated, it seems, to a lot of uh, joint injuries and tears, which will happen if you're lifting a lot of weights and putting stress on you and then turning around to wrestle. So uh, heads might roll within the Performance Center in terms of getting this right, but there have been an abnormal amount of injuries with a lot of these NXT athletes, many of whom are very new to the wrestling business. I see some people have denied this. Um, I mean, it's wrestling. Injuries are going to happen, but it is, it is concerning that so many have happened so recently. Yeah. I will say that. Yeah. Absolutely. I think uh, God, that sounds like a Vince thing. Like everyone in NXT is too small. Get somebody down there to put some muscle on these, them up. these kids. Yeah, yeah, right. It was good to see that Grayson Waller looks like he's doing fine because he was backstage with the NXT talent and he was standing up and he seemed like he's doing fine. So, But Nindy had the boot on. And got drafted. I mean, that's. I, I yeah. think. I think. I think what we talked about. I think Indy has to drop the title. I know we talked about this on Tuesday. I think Indy has to drop the title. Oh, yeah, we'll get into it when we when we get yeah. to the draft picks. But yeah, I, I assume that it'll be a smooth transition if they. Uh, part of me feels like they only drafted her because they know she's going to have to drop this title. Yeah. Right. Um, and I, I, I would be shocked if there's not an index reunion. Well, there has to be. Yeah, I hope so. so. We'll see. The whole but, uh, way. And tomorrow, so so for people that didn't tune in tonight, because I know some people just watched this podcast, they're going to do more draft picks tomorrow morning on the SmackDown Lowdown. Um, but I feel like they only maybe got through 40% of the eligible Correct. people tonight. So there's a lot to be drafted. I don't understand that. Do you guys understand the rule of certain people, like when they said LA Knight's not eligible tonight? I don't yeah, think it's yeah. eligible on Monday. So they release a list of the people that could be drafted today, and then they release uh, who can be drafted on Monday. Another thing that I didn't like is that for NXT, just says selected NXT superstars, right? Yeah. So, for example, somebody earlier in the chat said, oh, the fact that these people got picked before Grayson Waller. It's like, well, we don't even know if Grayson Waller was eligible to be yeah. drafted tonight. We don't know who these selected superstars were. So uh, I wish there would have been a little more trans transparency with the... Uh, with who was eligible from NXT for tonight. That's what was so fun in 2016 is it seemed like Mick and Stephanie and Shane were trying to steal people right. from one another and get to it first. Like, yeah. we this is the importance of having strong general managers associated with each brand. Correct. You know? And if you're going to do a true brand split again, because we haven't had a true brand split since like 2018. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Um, I mean they did the draft when the when they went to Fox and everything. But yeah, that and then they called it a wild card, but then yeah, there was like three people a week, and then next thing you know, nobody care anymore. They didn't but if we're going back to true mm -hmm. split, we need strong personalities running each brand just to give it a sense of identity, you know. Actually, it would yeah. be funny given what happened tonight. I don't think it would be a terrible idea if you're gonna have Roman on SmackDown to just I mean when Roman's got both belts and Roman ain't dropping that title. Just make Paul Heyman the GM. Like, let's just go full on with Roman as like the literally the guy who runs the place through his proxy. You know, why not? Yeah, Alfred would love that. Full on corruption. Yes, I'm all for it. Um, hey, Alfred, how's those NBA uh, playoffs picks going for you? Oh, now she wants to talk about basketball. Now that it's time to be a troll, my Milwaukee Bucks will be back 
and better than ever. And there's nothing wrong with picking your team to win series. That's what I do every year. Bucks Just saying, to I told you that I was keeping tabs on when you get it right and when you get it wrong. And it's always more wrongs than right. So. Just like my Packers are going to win the Super Bowl. Just like the Yankees. No, the Yankees aren't winning anything. The Yankees haven't won a World Series since A-Rod was putting needles in his butt. So that I've given up on years ago. The yeah. USC Trojans I mean, are going to win the national title. I will always predict that my favorite teams and wrestlers like Cody Rhodes are going to win. And when it doesn't happen, I'm going to tell them to shake it off. F playoff Jimmy will be back better than ever next year. Hey, why is why aren't we talking about Trinity in the news? Because she oh, yeah. did debut That's right. in uh, Impact tonight. How fun! Yes, she debuted in Impact. She is in Impact. Uh, Sasha With Banks the was glow. there for the festival. With all the glow, of course yes. she was. Hell yes. Was Sasha Banks was there tonight for that? Well, she was what? in Chicago. They said that she was in the area. Oh, okay. Yeah, and and, and and Trin showed up for for Sasha's debut in Japan, and their friendship has been the best thing to come out of, of that whole debacle. Yeah. yeah um, I'm excited for Trin. I think Impact has a great knockout division. Very underrated. They keep putting on bangers over there. I'm looking forward yeah. to her mixing it up in the ring with a lot of these women. Yeah, Trinity and Deanna Perrazzo is going to be fire. I cannot wait to see that. Trinity and Deanna. Trinity and Jordan Grace. Trinity yeah. and Masha. Like, I'm ready to see all of these matches. See, I'm ready to just go full-on wrestling hipster and just start watching NXT and Impact. Impact well, uh, is not bad. It's not bad. I don't. I don't watch it religiously, but it's not bad. That's what I'm saying. It's, just it's really that. Mm-hmm. And then maybe, maybe I'll go further and just mix MLW into the mix. Oh God! Next thing you know, you're gonna be watching Rampage. Please. Let's go. Well, I'm saying if Ramp was, what happens to, if Rampage gets rendered the lame duck show because CM Punk is on Saturdays? Let's just cover Impact and SmackDown. I wouldn't mind that. <laughs> is not Impact on Thursdays though? It is on yeah. Thursdays, so we could oh, you know man. delay or something. But they do yeah. a lot of their pay per views on Fridays. It's yeah. true. Um, yeah, Dream Arm Series, why don't you ever cover Impact? Uh, I mean, honestly, I think that's the reason why, because I think like Raj looked at the schedule and was just like, I'm not like, I think, I think Raj early on was like, we're not working every day during the week. Right. Right. That's another fear that I have for this Saturday show, because I feel like a lot of these networks like ourselves and other people that cover, it's like, who, what stuff are you going to find to cover a post show on Saturday? Because wrestling journalists notoriously have very active social lives. <laughs> hey, got to get those tweets out, man. <laughs> Alpha, what are you going to do, Alpha? Like, Saturday's your night at Applebee's, man. Like, that's yeah, man. I'm not giving time. that up. I'm not yeah. giving that up. Let me tell you. Yeah. And uh, I know I still owe you Applebee's. Uh, you know, I know, what was it, Chili's? Or Olive no, Garden. no, no. I told you that because I know you're hurting. I will give up the Olive Garden and go to Applebee's for you. Okay. I mean, I haven't had a chicken fajita roll up in a while. I died when you brought that specific menu item on your video because that is actually my favorite uh, Applebee's, and, and they don't and they don't make them in the Puerto Rico Applebee's. Shame. Really? Yeah, the Puerto Rico Applebee's menu is slightly different, and they don't make the chicken fajita roll up. Which I'm like, it's a shame. You make you make quesadillas, you make other things. It's like it's basically the same freaking thing. <laughs> It it's like regional, item. like you know, only in some Red Lobsters can you get hush puppies. Like they don't, right. they're oh, not wow. everywhere, which is a shame because hush puppies are like the best. Uh, it's, it's deep fried bread, people, breaded and deep fried bread. How can how can that possibly go wrong? Um, so should we talk about the draft separate from the matches tonight? I guess I'm mean, what there was only like three matches, right? Yeah, I mean, look, if, if you're tuning in tonight, the thing you're excited about, I think. 
is what happened in the draft. Let's cover that first. Let's cover all the draft picks, and then we will talk about go. the two matches. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Kelvin R. Alexander, five dollars. Oh my Chad god! Saying, Suck to hear oh. my girl Soul Ruka is out with an ACL tear. Yeah. I saw the news like scrolling, and I had to like go back and look again. I was like, no, like so young, and, and like again, we were just talking about these NXT injuries. It's concerning that so many are happening, and and a lot of these guys, are, you know, the next in line talent, they're not used to this. It's your job as a coach to to kind of like show them the workouts and, and what they need to do in the ring. You know, you have to keep that in mind. This, 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 you don't have wrestlers anymore. You have to train them from the beginning. I wonder if this uh, lift too much weight coach is responsible for not only Soul but Nikita Lyons as well. Which one? Because she's gotten injured like ten. And well, maybe it's this coach. Maybe this coach is the behind it it all. Okay. I hope the name of this coach does not come out because people are having their knives out for this individual for hurting a lot of their favorites. Um. So I'm just gonna say right now, Tiffany Stratton's the next NXT Women's Champ. I could see it and I could dig it. And then Roxanne's gonna chase. Um and GG, yeah, GG should be in the mix, but I think she's got more with JC until we get. She's too oh, busy yeah. making That'll sure her little brother don't get his ass kicked on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna be good. Uh, so let's talk about the draft picks. We opened this. I mean, this was like the most dumb moment. Uh, where they were like, Roman Reigns, Solo Sokoa, and Paul Heyman ha- are staying on SmackDown. Uh, of course, number one draft pick, number one in the world, Roman Reigns, the best of the best, gets picked first. This was the only group that got drafted partially, and they were really playing up that people can get broken up, and then they drafted, like, every group together except for the bloodline. Right. But, I mean, it was as predictable as it gets. Yeah. We all knew it was again with the gold championship. It's like who's gonna get picked next because we all knew what the first one was. Uh, at some point, I'm like, okay, Triple H, get it over with. We know what you're gonna say, so move on to the next one because that's what we care about. <laughs> well, I think we knew what the second one was gonna be when we knew that first one, and that was Cody Rhodes is going to Raw. Number one, yes. Uh, I've been number two. <laughs> adrenaline in my soul, chasing consolation gold. He's gonna win the <laughs> made-up title. Bars. You gotta Bars! do it like that. Bars. You don't think he's getting that title? Like that new title that they made up oh, as the consolation prize? They made it for him. There's yeah. even a little rubber know. chicken like like in, in it. If they had the rubber chicken, then definitely he would be getting, but I just don't know because of how or the lack thereof of interaction between Cody and this title. I don't think Cody Rhodes is a person. Nobody's interacted with, with the title. Seth Rollins is basically it, licking the title. Yeah, he was gonna be the final. leg this Monday. It's gonna be Cody versus Seth. But they had Co- they had Cody the out there before before the title was. Um, otherwise, know. he would have probably just done it. Like I know Cody. <laughs> Jesus, that's very. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've never known Cody to jizz on a title. <laughs> I'm sorry. I I should have not said that out loud. <laughs> You, you can say jizz on this podcast, can't you? I hope there won't be, so. There won't be a lawsuit on that, will Okay, that's an image. Okay, no, with that. No, okay, hear me out, Alfred. He's going to challenge for it, and then he's going to make a stipulation that if he doesn't win, he can't challenge for it ever again. I can see that. And then he, and then he goes to MLW and does the same thing. I, and then he, <laughs> 
I think so. We're hearing these stories now, and God, I hope this is not true. But Louis Danger, with um, by way of wrestle votes, who were very reliable sources within WWE, are saying that the plan is for it to be Roman and Cody at WrestleMania 40. So they're going to drag this. Yeah, and we were supposed to get year. Roman and The Rock at this time last year. That's yeah. what we were all yeah. sure about. Especially People need with, to chill. Yeah, especially with Vince McMahon back at the controls, like you yeah. cannot rely on anything happening they, over the course of they, a year. They don't even have the backlash card finalized. So the fact that people think that they're thinking about WrestleMania 40 right now is funny to me, especially yeah. with the introduction of this new title. If the creative of this new title is the right way, as much as we're calling it paper champion or number two prize, whatever, if the creative of it is good, this championship could change everything going into WrestleMania next year. I feel like we are premature. I won't say it. I won't say it. I feel like we're prematurely talking about these things. Look at Glenn, about these things. Like, no, we're not talking about WrestleMania 40. Not yet. Anyhow, um, so, oh, fuck. Um, okay, uh, Bear Hudson, $10 super chat. Thank you, Bear. Bear saying, as a black man myself, race has always been part of wrestling, going back to Kamala, yeah. Virgil, and Vince saying the N-word, but Biggie, Bobby Lashley, and Bianca, and Naomi have created the change that we need to see. Um, preach, preach, bear, preach. Yeah, they've done a good job booking this talent, and WWE has made a concerted effort to make black stars more front and center, and that's a good job. But it's going to take much more than just putting a fake belt on somebody in Correct. order to make them, uh, you know, change a lot of the underlying issues that happen in this wrestling business. I mean, you can see in AEW they've got issues like this. They're never going to have to worry about a racial discrimination lawsuit because they don't even make pitches for black talent there, so they don't have to worry about saying anything racist about black talent. They don't say anything about black talent. They don't do anything with them. That's but well, to, yeah. but the Bear's point, I'm sorry, I was just going to say representation is so important to some of us. It means everything. I, I yeah. looked at that freaking poster for Backlash and I never bought a WWE poster and I was like, I need that yeah. printed frame and put in my wall because it's so Puerto Rican looking that I just, I want to kiss it every time I look at it. You had the flag, you had Damien Priest, you had Bad Bunny. I was like, all the Puerto Rico stuff. I'm like, it's beautiful. It means a lot. I hate the LWO is taking all of these losses and I hope that they're not doing this just because they're coming to Puerto Rico, right? I hope this mm -hmm. continues, but it has been so good for for some of us to just watch all of these you know hispanic talent just get brought up to the top yeah. because of what they're doing right now representation is everything everything yeah, it, and i love awesome. to see it and it's also going to be i mean for people who always want to push back at representation and stuff like that it's going to be a huge money show for wwe in terms of going out to puerto rico so if you're able to branch out you're going to go to these different areas with different fans and it's not just about you know, the, the soul representation aspect of it. It is about the fact that there's going to be these wrestlers who are going to inspire a lot of these people uh, and they're going to want to do what these wrestlers are doing if they come to Puerto Rico or come to these different territories. You guys right? see they announced Bad Bunny for the press conference that I have yeah. credentials to. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> God. Are they going to need extra security for that press no, conference? No, I can behave very well in my, in my press conferences. I have shown that. Yeah. <laughs> it's Johnson Bear Hudson, good friend of the show. Absolutely. Yes. We love Bear. Uh, so the number three pick to uh, SmackDown is Raw Women's Champion Bianca Belair. Can't wait for the title swap segment. It's going to be oh. great. I, I, I am too, because the last time it was kind of a shoot. So every single time they should just not write the segment. Just have them shoot on each other. Every single title swap. Yeah. 
But this ruins Bianca Belair's ability to become the longest reigning Raw Women's Champion. So. That was what was interesting about that video promo she had from the overseas tour where she was like, I look forward to being your SmackDown Women's Champion. Like, even she seemed uncertain. Is she coming over with a title? Like, yeah, sure. the promo... Um, so I don't know. We'll see what happens at Backlash. I don't know if she's losing it there. But man, her versus Rhea to uh like that that would be a, an amazing feud but yeah i don't, I almost don't like the idea that's going to interrupt her title reign yeah in this you know i see both arguments about doing a title swap versus having to drop it i just want to make sure michael in the chat knows that roman reigns has been acknowledging san juan puerto rico back in october of 2021 when he came here thank you let's move on you know, people are like, you're not going to know. I'm sorry. Been there. Done that. Thank you very much. This so isn't wait. about Roman Reigns. This is about legitimate real talk. I cannot put into words how happy I am for Puerto Rico and the people of Puerto Rico. I attend a lot of live events here. I cover a lot of local wrestling and I get stopped so many times for the last month from fans that are so hyped to go. They have never seen anything to this caliber wrestling wise and i just this isn't about roman this is bigger than roman and and wow from here to understand okay that's awesome yeah um puerto rico literally the island puerto, of relevancy puerto rico puerto rico that's literally so the island of relevancy <laughs> at least for the next week and i love it i love every yes. second of it yes uh so this will be great with Bianca coming to SmackDown and Becky Lynch is staying on Raw. Of course she is. So now we know Seth is getting drafted to Raw, right? Yes, yeah, Seth's, Seth's going to be. We can make that assumption immediately. Oh, yeah. I mean, really, really confident. Seth should win that title. It's going to be Seth and Cody in the final. I don't think Cody's going to want anything to do with this title. But that I mean, he, he usually doesn't want anything to do with any titles. At least be... ones. He, he's used to the mid card ones. You know? Yeah, Cody Rhodes is above titles. He transcends them. He doesn't need them. Oh, really? He's like a Jake the Snakes Roberts type in that way. He doesn't so need titles. Let's see how many TNT title... title runs that he has. He he loves he's... those mid card titles. Yeah, he, he has he has Stockholm syndrome to the mid card. Like he needs to like like Cody. You made it past that now, buddy. It's okay to let go. You are main event now. Yeah, I he mean, knows that everybody knows that. He should win the U.S. title with the American Nightmare gimmick. Wow. And the U.S. championship. That's how I would book it. I think Seth deserves this title because it's a paper championship, and Seth Rollins has a paper gimmick. He's very one-dimensional in his character, and this title, for all intents and purposes, is one-dimensional. Seth Rollins is a song, a dance, a match, and he leaves. He does it every time. The character has not changed. Alfred, you did not he need deserves to Seth Rollins the way title. that you did him in your last video. That was dirty. I like the Seth Rollins theme song. I sing along with everybody else. The character is one-dimensional, and he deserves this title. I think it fits like a glove. That's why everybody's booking this together. It's like he's been doing that annoying laugh since NXT, and it's like somebody said, let's just make that his his gimmick. That's his (laughs) character, is that laugh. Laugh, the outfits. It's it's a lot of uh, seasoning and, and not a lot of steak. Um, Street Profits, round two, Street Profits. Going back together, to yeah, together. Yeah. The internet was trying to break these brothers up. They're together. Nope. Not I think they'll be great. Yeah, uh, they're going to be great. And then Imperium going. That, to what, what a show! What a great pick for Monday. But Night not Raw. is it to include uh, Gunther? Yes, okay. all three of them with the IC Championship. Okay, there you go. So that's going to Raw. So Theory's going to go to SmackDown. It looks like. 
Yeah, well, Edge. Or he's dropping the belt. At, uh, he could drop the belt to Lashley since Lashley oh, yeah. has been drafted Ooh. to SmackDown. Well, uh, Edge is coming to SmackDown. Great. That's, Two part-timers uh, on SmackDown. Way nice to go, return. SmackDown, with your picks. <laughs> and then Matt Riddle staying on Raw. I would be, if I'm a wrestler and I get drafted to SmackDown, I'd be very upset about it because that title is in an albatross. You go to SmackDown, you're essentially not going to be a champion for a year. Oh, yeah. They're going to stretch this Roman Reigns thing out for Lord knows how long. You go to SmackDown, that is a, assuming they stick to this brand split, which I still have my doubts about that. But if you go to SmackDown, congratulations, you're not getting a world title for a year. Oh, I mean, you can kind of see what's going to happen here. It's going to be Roman versus Edge, Roman versus We've Bobby. We've seen it. We've seen it here. Really I know. I would like Bobby. to see Roman versus Bobby. I wouldn't mind seeing Roman versus AJ run it back. They 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 haven't done this in a while. They both have changed so much as characters. I wouldn't mind seeing that being run back. Yeah, so Bobby Lashley coming to SmackDown. Drew McIntyre, whose status has seemed uncertain as of late, it's is going very to very certain based on this draft. Yeah, yes. I was surprised he got drafted. And the OC. Got to charge my battery. Fronted by AJ Styles coming to SmackDown, who we saw tonight. God, you know, it's been so long since we uh, saw AJ Styles. It, I, I felt, uh, felt like he fell off the edge of the earth. <laughs> Is this a flatter joke? <laughs> wow, Glenn. Wow. Doing my guy AJ Styles dirty like that. He just, he thinks there's some important questions. He said, he said, I'm not saying I believe in it. I'm just saying. <laughs> They have some points. I, I'll never forget that interview on Talking Smack. Why did they have to expose my guy like that? Come on. <laughs> it was the best era of SmackDown when Talking Smack was The best. Smack oh, was Talking Smack was it. Yes. Awesome. Um, so, and The Miz is staying on Raw. Of course. Great pick. Now, Damage Control, who people have been speculating were going to break up, nope. they're all coming over to SmackDown. Bailey including... and Michael Cole reunited yeah. again. Yes. I'm very concerned for Judgment Day, and I'm concerned for the Usos going into Monday, as far as, as factions that could break up. Not well, I mean, the Usos breaking up as a tag thing. I mean, the Usos going to Raw, oh, they're going breaking to Raw. up from the bloodline. No, they they, they're going to be banished. Roman's going to punish them based on tonight. And they might build their own bloodline on Raw <laughs> to where this is going to like, it's going to be like the Civil War with the Avengers. Are they going to bring over more of the family? Maybe maybe Juicy Finale comes in there. Maybe Jacob Fatu comes in there. Maybe they get Trinity in there. Who knows? Yeah. Um, Shinsuke recently returned to SmackDown. Is going Beautiful to Raw. Pick. We never seen Shinsuke Nakamura on Monday Night Raw. Yeah. I am so excited. And that black jacket on that graphic. My God, I'm never going to get over that jacket. <laughs> and then uh, it looks like based on backstage, the attack by Karrion Cross and Scarlet. Read between the lines, but they might be headed to Raw as well. Are you excited about that, Issa? About what? Kieran Cross coming to Raw. I think, I think, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you rolling your eyes. As far as. <laughs> I try, man. So, sometimes I try my best, but I, I'm too real, you know? <laughs> Dylan Matthews saying, are we going to get the Bloodline Wolfpack? Wow. Oh, God. See, you start talking like that. We all know what happened after the Wolfpack. Even though they had a fire theme song and the shirts were great and... It was pretty good for a little bit, but once you start dividing things up and diluting them, tough. Yeah. Uh, and then we had our two, well, three NXT call-ups in the 15 and 16 slot. We have Albafire and Isladon going to SmackDown. I love that I, Michael Cole kept saying Isladon. Isladon, baby. Isladon. Isla. Yes. 
<laughs> I was very shocked by this. They swerved us. I didn't think any champions would be called, and that's all they freaking called on tonight. But once they said the names, I was happy. I was excited. I do think they're ready. However, they're going to go and have a really crappy loss on Tuesday just to drop the bell so they can come to the main roster. Yeah. Not like this. Hashtag not like this. Yeah. Uh, back to Caden and Katana. It looks like they're challenging them Tuesday. So we'll see what happens there. Yeah, they're like oh, the next. last tag team left standing. So it's like, who else are they going to give it to? If only Fallon and Kiana could have just made it work. <laughs> um, but no, good for them. I think they're going to be great on SmackDown. And uh, I mean, it's all in the booking, man. But I think with this brand split, this will be more, hopefully more opportunities for the women uh, on the regular basis. Hold up. Did you guys think that Apollo looked like the one that didn't belong? I was like, why is Apollo sitting there with all these NXT rookies dying to call up and Apollo's there like he's never been on the main <laughs> roster? I was like, what are you doing, bro? <laughs> well, uh, backstage, it came out that Jinder is now listed as an NXT talent. Like, yeah. you know. <laughs> should have always. They, I mean, honestly, <laughs> when HBK was out there tonight, they should have, I think it would have been good for NXT if there was going to be another transfer down there. I think it would have been good to announce that, that NXT was getting some wildcard draft picks and announce that on SmackDown. Around. I was yeah. hoping that way. And, and I know we don't know what the stars that are available is, but Shawn Michaels could have had such a W if he said, I'm finally going to get rid of this guy. I can't stand him. He's made my life yeah. a living hell. Take mm. him. Bam, here's Grayson Waller. Yeah. Also, super mega shout out to him because always in character, if you watch all of the segments backstage, he was just sitting there, not clapping, not anything. But when they drafted Indy, he got up yeah. and gave her a big hug. The Australian came mm -hmm. out real quick. I absolutely love that he broke character for that because, you know, he's very... Al Alfred knows that man does not break character. And I yeah, love no. seeing that moment between the two of them. Uh, and he Kelvin, went right back yeah. to character. Like, he broke yeah. character to hug her. And then he went, damn it, it should have been me. <laughs> he sat down and threw a tantrum. Yeah, but it, it, was, it was sweet to see that moment yeah. between the two of them. Uh, Calvin with the super chat saying SmackDown <laughs> one hand down when they picked Isla Dawn. I think uh, we all win. Yeah. Yeah. Two, million two million Total people. Life. Two million people. Remember, how, what's the viewership of NXT? The people that are going to be introduced to Isla Dawn now, it's going to be good yeah. for them. Um, and then this, I mean, this was surprising considering that Alba and Isla are these uh, NXT women's tag team champions, but then NXT women's champion Indy Hartwell who suffered an injury to her ankle on Tuesday at spring break-in, is going to Raw. Yeah. Makes sense, but then she should have not won on Tuesday. Yeah. I'm concerned, guys, that we did not see proof of life of Pretty Deadly tonight. Yeah, if they don't go on Monday, then we should issue an APB. Yeah. You know, you don't have to wait 72 hours for a missing person report. You, you should can and should do that right away. Um, but no, I think uh, Indy, I think it's going to be great. Hope we get an index reunion. Um, we've said she's been long overdue to graduate to the main roster, but it's crazy that we now have the three, we have three championship belts vacant in NXT potentially. And the answer, no questions about it. Even, even commentary was like, oh, does that mean these titles are coming? And they were like, I don't know. And I was like, thanks for the info guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So unexpected draft. It's weird how when they showed like SmackDown got so many factions. Yeah. The the head count was much higher for SmackDown than Raw. Yeah, but SmackDown viewership wise is the A show. <laughs> yeah. 
and they completely loaded that draft. So it'll be interesting to see because Bobby Lash is going there himself. I don't know if Shelton and Cedric are going to join him, if they're going to go back to the Hurt Business thing. It doesn't seem like they are. But that would be interesting if they went there and they um, had another faction on SmackDown. Yeah. Well, tomorrow morning, look for more draft news of all the eligible people that could have been drafted tonight and maybe an NXT call-up or two. And then Monday... Because Raw's a longer show, I'm assuming we'll probably get six rounds of picks. Wow. Wait, did we talk the... about all the rounds? We talked about Bobby yeah. actually. Did I miss yeah. that? Yeah. Okay. Bobby. Four rounds. I'm excited so I... for Bobby Lashley. Yeah, so we'll probably get six on Monday. But no, it's exciting. We'll see uh what happens. Um, so I guess we should talk about the matches. Are we gonna get somebody that doesn't get drafted and we get that gimmick again? Because I had so much fun with that gimmick. Last it should night. be Heath again this time. Yeah. <laughs> Heath should just be sitting somewhere backstage and be like, I can't believe that like and just not acknowledge that he's been gone. He's just been sitting there since Yeah. You know. He's been there since the pandemic. They just forgot. Yeah, about he's just the whole time. Yeah. Getting those checks. <laughs> That'd be incredible. <laughs> I mean, there were easily, easily. He is one of the top five most over wrestlers and storylines of the last decade. He was great. He was like a people's champion, one of those organic stars who people just latched onto. Yeah. More over than his push, as they say. Calvin, $5 super chat saying, Hey, Calvin, Ray Mysterio and Alistair Black can survive being thrown off the Titan Tower. Pretty deadly will be all right. I kind of hope that Pretty Deadly comes out of this with like sewage on them and like kelp. Like, I really think that's right up their alley and they'll play it perfectly. They could show up Tuesday. Sorry. I think they should show up as fish. Like, they jump into the water (laughs) and like Kanye West on South Park, they just like realize that they belong down there. Knew that. Knew that's where you were going. (laughs) That song is a banger. I saw that song. Oh, 1000%. 1000%. Yeah. Um, I, I can't stop thinking about that episode. Great. Anyways. My <laughs> wife had never seen that. And just like a year ago, I showed her that episode. I had a similar yeah. situation when I made the fish sticks joke on my stream yeah. and people didn't know what I was talking about. So I had to play the clip. Yes, it got claimed. I didn't care. I had to teach the people about the I Kanye know. West South Park episode. You really? Know? So was it a Comedy Central claim that? Yeah, they claimed that. So I had I to like I've scream used... it out of the stream. Oh, that sucks. They tra- they they claimed that immediately too. I was like, damn, yeah. So Jimmy and Jay came out and kissed Roman's ass tonight to open the show after the draft. Don't we all? I mean, and they're gonna win the match tonight and dedicate it to Roman. We're gonna win this in your honor. This I one's for you. I get up and I said I'm gonna dedicate this workout to Roman Reigns. Whatever I do next, I dedicate it to Roman Reigns. Wow. This podcast is not dedicated to Roman Reigns. Yeah, I dedicate this podcast to Roman no, Reigns. Not as long as I'm here. I think you said it, bro. I clip. No. I can clip it. You're screwed. <laughs> this is um, the Usos got to break off from the bloodline. This is making them look so subservient and like cuckolded. Uh, Roman. <laughs> That's exactly what they're simping tonight. Yeah, I mean, this, as this... they should be. Where were they before the tribal chief and the bloodline? Come no, on. Did, but this is sadder than what Sammy was doing when he wanted to get into the bloodline. And he was like, yeah, oh, all please, of us. don't, yeah, don't be sitting here acting like Sammy's still not acting like a stage five clinger every week to Jay Uso. Every freaking week. Come they're going to get back together on Mondays if they get banished to Raw and Roman's not there. Sammy and Jay, they're going to get back together. Um, yeah, Glenn, no. what, what would you like to dedicate to Roman Reigns? What, what is your offering to Roman Reigns? You don't have to dedicate anything, Glenn. Don't let her bully you. Glenn, please, Alfred. I, I, I made some 
vegan keto pizza bag uh, pizza bagels earlier. You dedicated, and I moment? dedicate that to the tribal chief. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Very healthy. Vegan pepperoni. It's like a low carb bagel with a lot of fiber. With some vegan tribal mozzarella. Chief that you know, he's all about being healthy. Some keto pasta you don't, sauce. You don't on look it. like the tribal chief eating junk food. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, there's like 400 calories and like 10 carbs in the whole thing. Yeah, you wow. love love that for the tribal yeah, chief. It was super mediocre. But great, I dedicated great it to Roman. Great offering, Glenn. Yeah, don't it was say, like, don't say, say no more, Glenn. Like, <laughs> oh, he, said it, me, he said it. He said it. It made me long for the days of French bread pizza and like burning the roof of my mouth and cutting it on the sharp and olive, and olive garden breadsticks. Yeah. Olive garden breadsticks are so good. Oh my God. I, can I, know, just they're, I know they're your favorite. Those. With the dipping sauce, like, oh my, I could just eat like a dozen of those. I don't even need anything else. Just those hot Which dog dipping bun. sauce do you get? Well, I get the marinara because the five cheese marinara. No, no, no. I, oh, I the five cheese marinara yeah. is it. But I, yeah. I know you can. But oh my god, it's so good. Spicy or rich? Should, it would have been nice to get my Olive Garden when I was in LA, but somebody like hit as soon as night two ended. I was there on Monday night. We we, we went to Tom's watch. We, we got drunk. We got drunk. <laughs> for yeah, pretty drunk. Um, <laughs> I haven't drink it. I haven't drank since that day because I'm, I'm still hungover from that night. I just remember looking at my Uber and I was like, "How did we? Where are we at Tom's? Why is my Uber from this other place? When did we go there?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, it was a great night. It was a great night. Do you think okay, so Sami Zayn was the most over person on TV tonight? Do you think Sammy and Kevin end up on SmackDown to continue no. Rome no. the beef with Roman? You think they go to Raw? No, they have to go. Stop. Yeah, absolutely. If and when the Usos go to Raw, I mean, if Sammy and Zayn and Kevin Owens aren't there, then what the hell are the Usos going to even do? Like, I don't know. they have to be there to tell the story with Sammy and Kevin while Roman well, sits on a beach and doesn't do we get title. Do we get a new title so Sammy and Kevin get to keep their two belts? I think they're going to just stay with what they're... Well, it's interesting. So can, now that we're doing the exclusive brand split, can they go back and forth? Or do we need to crown new tag team champions? Yeah, that's too? what I'm saying. That's interesting. I don't know the answer to that. I, I, this is a bad idea. Oh my god! It was a bad idea to mer to have the two belts thing in the first place, not unify them. Yeah, like you know how Brock Lesnar had to f five a shark. <laughs> I'm sitting so here thinking of the tribal chief sitting on a beach and all of these sharks just coming to the shore just to acknowledge him and swim away freely. <laughs> it's a beautiful sight. He doesn't spear any of them. No, no, no. They just acknowledge him. <laughs> Uh, I mean, this these promos were fine. Is it was weird, kind of opening the show with them on the ramp, though, doing these yeah. promos, and then a we lot got of the main event later. Yeah, a lot, a lot of, to of very talky. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, but then we had Butch with Sheamus versus LA Knight, and if you want to know in the pecking order where LA Knight stands, yeah, he's above Butch because he beat Butch. Loved LA Knight. Another big reaction for the guy. It wasn't just a WrestleMania fad. And they're doing something with him. He's finally winning matches clean. The people are with it. They got to do something with LA Knight. I hope he stays on Raw. He needs to go to Raw. Yeah. Was he yeah. on SmackDown? Oh, no. Yeah, he was on SmackDown. So I hope he, he gets drafted Smackdown. to Raw. Yeah. Uh, we'll see what happens. We need to see him say, let me talk to you. And yeah. then Cody Rose says, what do you want to talk about? And then they just go back and forth saying that. He's, <laughs> I thanks to Dylan in the chat, he sent me a clip of it and I looped it on my channel. It was it was so fascinating. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, but he won a match. This was his first Good. win in quite some time. 
Obviously, Long we're overdue. for new times. New times in WWE. You know what? Why can't LA Knight win that paper championship? What would be the worst? What would be wrong with that? If LA Knight wins the WWE World Heavyweight Championship, I would be all for it. He should beat Seth Rollins clean for that. Seth does not need that title. We don't need him singing with the title. I get it. You can sing. I want some character development. I want LA Knight to win that championship. If it's not going to be Cody Rhodes, which is beneath him. Hmm. So we had this build up backstage with Paul talking to Solo. Yeah, you can see the fracture. Like the Usos are ending up on SmackDown. That's what tonight on Raw, pardon me. And this idea that I don't think they'd said this before, and I like this in the Usos promo. It actually was very funny. This was very almost like Enzo and Cass type promo at the beginning where they were like talking about all these ways they've tried to contact Roman and they haven't heard back. But this made them look so small compared to Roman. It made them look like hangers on as opposed to actual parts of the bloodline when they're talking I'm about pretty all sure these nobody ways. has been able to contact roman since the raw after mania if i'm just being honest but it's crazy though right i mean they're they're really telegraphing this storyline of he's the not bloodline even Paul Heyman. he has a parasocial relationship he's not on the phone with him <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see um but we then had the Street Profits versus Ricochet and Braun Strowman versus the LWO tonight with the Street oh Profits God. getting the win. Yeah, at least the LWO didn't take the pin. I think it was Ricochet who got pinned here. Yeah. I, I I was so hyped for the uh, reformation of the LWO, but they really haven't done much with them. I mean, Selena Vega is repping. My girl is repping for LWO. She's she's the last hope here. Yeah, what? She's the first person to win, tonight. I think, right? Yeah, but what was that shit on commentary tonight with, like, possible, probable? Yes. No. Yes, I pointed that out. Yeah. Like, what's this one in a million chance they're making it seem like she has to be Rhea? What was going to be the next thing he was going to even say, though? Because he got interrupted, yeah. but he was like, is it possible? No. Is it probable? No. But, and that's like, well, what is it? Is it <laughs> yeah. possible or probable? But is if Rhea Ripley misses her flight, yeah. perhaps by default, Zelina Vega will win. I will say I I really enjoyed the segment backstage. But even Ray, even Ray, he, Ray called into the bump when she was in the bump to hype her up. And now he was sitting there. And, okay, let me start. Positive criticism, corporate one-on-one. <laughs> I love the segment because I think the most sense is somebody like Ray Mysterio hyping Selena Vega. She's small, right? Even just the size comparison between her and Rhea. I talked to her about the possibility of this match happening at WrestleMania and she said, I love a good David versus Goliath match and that's what we're going to bring. But to have the king of undersized, underrated, you know, undermine Rey Mysterio who beat a lot of people that nobody expected him to hyping up Selena made all of the sense. But even, even during the hype up, Rey would also throw in there, and even if you don't win, and I'm like, shut up, Rey, you fucked it up. Like, yeah. don't say that. <laughs> um, I love I loved that Selena got the win here. And I love that she got to one-up Rhea. But you have to do this at this point. Because if not, you, you're losing all, all possibility of her having a chance to win. Because they're burying her themselves. That was, yeah. like, why would you do that? I mean, this just makes it really seem like... This is, this is the thing. I think it's great they're doing this show in Puerto Rico. I think for Backlash, I think it's going to be amazing. I love that they got Bad Bunny. I love that they got all this. But it's like, look, we know you're kind of pandering a little bit. How do you bit. feel about that Puerto Rican and Puerto Rican violence for the main event? How do you feel about it? I'm Switzerland. I'm asking you guys. 
but we know like and, and pandering is kind of a loaded word but we know they're they're booking this to the market specifically with Zelina versus Rhea but don't make it seem so you like, think that that like like if 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 we go by what they're selling us which is Zelina's not winning you think that pitting the two Puerto Ricans in Puerto Rico is is a good call for this show that's no, WWE's MMO yeah, but that's where I'm saying, like, don't don't make it seem like you're just giving her this chance because you think it's going to play well there. Make it seem like she has a legitimate opportunity that she earned. Yeah, I mean, she is. But to be fair, she is the underdog in terms of if you look at the stature, Rhea Ripley's one of the biggest, you know, Absolutely. jacked women on the roster. She just looks, she's this, probably the smallest woman on the roster. And also, when you look at win-loss, Rhea Ripley has not lost in a year now. And she's just as dominant for us. So she but you can put it over. Underdog. You could say she's small, but sometimes smaller and scrappier. Right. You know, and it's size fighting the dog, dog in the fight, whatever. I, I mean, I mean Selena know. Vega, and I get it. It wasn't the best match. Nobody's like remembering it. Selena Vega beat um, Piper Niven to win Queen of the Ring. And yeah. Piper yeah. is a lot bigger than Selena. So why are too. we not talking about Selena and that's can't the point. beat women bigger than her? Yeah. Like, it's that's been the proven. point. And I'm saying that's a fucking insult to talent when commentary starts making it seem like you're just some schlub who got this golden ticket opportunity to try and make a free throw from the half court line <laughs> you know okay, what i mean good. yeah but that's how so, they're putting it over it well she beats Rhea ripley she gets a giant check like yeah on the puerto rican government uh, okay up until that probable possible comment michael cole was actually doing a pretty good job because yes. wade barrett was playing the character heel saying that there's no chance it's that in the third and michael cole was saying you know well ray mysterio he was a world champion he's yes. done it before so he was doing a good job up until that comment yeah, it's just it, it, I, I just think that's insulting when they do that to any talent. Yeah, yeah and know? we've seen Selena lay out Rhea a few times, yeah. not just tonight. This is not the first time she gets a one up on her. I mean, we've seen her on their outside of the ring brawls like this Legato versus Judgment Day or LWO. No, this has been going on for a while. That's another thing that they should be telling you that that's why the match is happening. It has nothing to do with backlash being in Puerto Rico. And yeah, it's amazing. She's the only Puerto Rican woman in this roster. Let's do it, right? But there is a lot of other reasons why this match is happening, and when, Selena does have a chance. Can I just say Very when uh, one, but she when Lana got that opportunity against Charlotte, they weren't sitting there making it seem like like they put Lana over more than they're putting over Zelina, and okay. Lana had no real track record in the ring whatsoever. <laughs> Selena squash match in Puerto Rico. She's gonna squash Rhea. I bet. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's wild because WWE keeps putting themselves in these positions where they can create just a generational superstar or at the very yeah. least have a great moment. But it's like in the past year, Sami Zayn, Drew McIntyre, Zelina Vega, and whether it's Bad Bunny or Damian Priest all losing in their home, not hometowns, home country, which is such a bigger deal to win in your home country and be this country hero. But WWE just does not seem inclined to pull the trigger on what could be these great moments of somebody winning in their home country. Yeah. Uh, but Zelina won tonight. She beat Sonya Deville. Who I mean, Sonya is not S tier in the women's division, but she's considered like a pretty strong wrestler. WWE is going to announce they're going to Nigeria. Apollo Cruz loses to Roman Reigns in his home country. I mean, that's. <laughs> I think that's my issue, and that puts my finger on like what the Zelina booking is. It's like when they go to India, gender main events, even when gender's not being booked well. Typically, like he made events in India. I don't like when they just just literally do it to play to the home market. 
so much. They like true diversity and inclusion is something you do all the time, not just because you've got right. pay per view coming up there. Correct. You know. <clears throat> I mean, my dream, honestly, would have been, and I get it, right? Bad Bunny's here for a one-off. Judgment Day has to continue. You worked on this storyline forever. My dream, and a lot of people's, would have been to see them reunite. When we saw them mm -hmm. team up at WrestleMania, all of us said, oh, my God, the only thing that would make it more perfect is if it happened in Puerto Rico. You did have mm -hmm. that golden opportunity. And I get that the storyline has to continue. But, ugh, man, a one-on-one. Again, I'm not picking sides here. I made that very clear but for everybody to know. Tonight, Ripley attacked... Zelina, and Zelina countered with DDT. So, I mean, Zelina held her own tonight. Yeah. And then okay, can I ask a quick yeah. question? I just yeah. I had to stop. I'm sure you're not going to answer this, Issa, but I just want to ask, F, Mary kill, Roman Reigns, Bad Bunny, and Damian Priest. What? what? Why? Uh, just because you're the three of your favorites, I want to see what the pecking order is. We're not doing this. He's just like, just put the gun to my head. That stands for friend, by the way. I, I don't know what you guys are getting all uncomfortable about. We're not doing that. No, no, <laughs> nope. Well, if it was me, I would. Okay, no, I'm not doing anything. No, what is it? Let me know. No, no, I'm uh, not doing Glenn, not doing Glenn what's your F Mary kill? Maybe if you guys do it, I'll do it. With, with F who? Mary kill, Bad Bunny, Damian Priest, or uh, Roman Reigns. Okay, Glenn, if you, you do it, I'll, I'll do it, and then you do it. I haven't really thought about this. I mean, if you you know we want to play this game with like new edition or something, I might be able to have like a spicy no, answer. Come but, on. Uh... No, we're putting you on the spot. <laughs> huh. These are all beautiful, good-looking men. Okay. Well, Damien Priest, kind of like you know, like bad big boy, big man, big yeah, he's kind man, of a bad rocker. boy. So I think, big maybe like the F because he's kind of dangerous. Looks like the bad guy from Cyborg. Ooh. You know, so I'm kind of like ooh, like. I might, I might look back on this with mixed feelings, but in the moment, it's going to be fierce. You oh, get some pegging um, there, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Mary, well, I mean, Bad Bunny, because, you know, he can he could spice it up or he can break it down. I mean, there's that, like, never read a video where it's like, oh, he's got tender and poppy are you fucking, side. Are you killing Roman Reigns? I'm just, <laughs> Do I'm it! Saying, Pull the trigger! Hey, I'm just saying, you know, you come at the king, you best not miss. Uh, uh, and I'm saying with Roman, I mean, you know, if I'm, if I'm going to make my mark, take out the big dog, the tribal chief, the head of the table. Alfred. Uh, that was a good choice. I would F. This is hard, okay? This is a very tough decision, but I would F Bad Bunny. It would seem like a very fun one night, go to Puerto Rico, you know, after a concert or something like that, and, and, you know, over some Applebee's maybe. Uh, and then, because there is a Puerto Rican Applebee's, which I'm now interested in. I, I just found that out. And then I would marry. I'd marry Roman Reigns, as crazy as that sounds, because at the end of the day, as much crap as I talk about him today, I am a day one Roman Reigns guy. I defended this guy when everybody said that he was going to be a flop because he was getting booed as a baby face. I was right there in the trenches with Roman Reigns. We have a complicated relationship. It would be one of those toxic marriages, but it would still be a marriage. So I'm marrying Roman Reigns. And you're killing beat meaty bad boy. Wow. You're killing so, Punishment Martinez. I have to. We don't have as long of a connection. He hasn't been around as long. I did see him as Punishment Martinez, and he was awesome uh, as Punishment Martinez at a couple of ROH shows, uh, namely Supercard of Honor. That's when I was really like, WWE's got to get this guy. But yes, I would have to euthanize Damien Priest. It would be euthanized. It would be very Michael's humane. saying uh, marry Roman because he's spent lots of time with you since he's never working. That would lead to divorce. That's too clingy. <laughs> like Bad Bunny, at least Bad Bunny is like in the studio or on the road all the time. I need my space, you know? Um, <laughs> isn't he secretly married or not so secretly married? 
Oh, is that true? Ad Bunny. Did I did I read oh, something no. about that? He's no, he's 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 hitting Kendall Jenner right now, bro. Oh. He hit the big leagues. Really? <laughs> well, yeah. there you go. Uh, shows how much I pay attention to. Uh, so, how did we even get on this? It was our first idea. Um, <laughs> backstage, Zelina was chatting with Escobar and Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio called her hee I liked how some words he he captioned himself with the translation. They said hee and I was like, oh, is Rey secretly Zelina's father? <laughs> well, it would be miha or iha. Hmm. Uh, but... Yeah, but I it's just, not I, the same. I use mija for everybody. Like if I say oh Glen Mijo, that's like a that's like a loving term. Hijo, mm. now I'm saying I'm calling you son. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Uh so what else? Good segment, but yeah, just please don't make it seem like Zelina like is just yeah, the free throw from the half the half court. Let's <laughs> let's build her up a bit more with this. I you love know? that analogy. <laughs> I mean or, yeah. Uh so OC took out the Viking Raiders. Yeah. Uh you are not spending enough time talking about AJ Styles' beautiful hair, which we have missed for months, and we finally got to see it again. Glad that during his time off he was taking great care of his hair. He he looked phenomenal, uh to borrow a phrase, and I think that AJ Styles was done dirty here. I think he deserved wow. better yeah. for his return. I feel like a million percent. When I read the headline that like AJ Styles backstage, I got excited. Like, oh my God, they're gonna roll him back. They're gonna hit his music. People are gonna go crazy. They and didn't even like, talk. Yeah, they just drafted him in a group and said, "Oh yeah." With a way, song AJ that Styles nobody going. knows. With a song yeah. that nobody knows. And oh. he just comes in there hidden. It was the most, the least fanfare you'll ever see for a star that big. I was very disappointed with how they brought him back. AJ Styles, Roman Reigns, run it back. Oh, they're going yeah, to. It's great I mean. I, I, it's very easy to see with this draft what the next year of Roman Reigns' title reign is going to look like. And it's also easy to see with this draft that Roman, like, there's, sorry, I don't see anybody beating, like, they're going to really have to build somebody to convince I started the countdown Roman. already, 2028. That's when we dropped the titles. If you're on SmackDown, I apologize. You better be asking for a trade so you win some world titles. Yeah. Uh, so, Sammy and Kevin against the Usos. For the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship. Of course it was. And Solo tried to interfere and help. Paul Heyman uh, told him it was his time. And uh, Matt Riddle interfered. Allowing Sammy and Kevin to retain. Yeah, I didn't think they were going to do this turn tonight. A lot of people were saying, oh, it's going to happen. I'm like, they have to team up a backlash. This is not happening until after backlash. We still had that three-on-three match. Mm -hmm. But it was good to see the tease. I'm sorry, but since his return, Matt Riddle has just felt like the third wheel. Every time he comes out, I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot that Matt Riddle was involved in this thing. Like, he just doesn't make sense in this story, and I can't wait for this match to be over with and the draft to happen so that we can, you know, separate this because... It's, it's being established after the draft. Riddle's going to be on Raw. Solo's going to be on SmackDown because it's weird. He doesn't click, and I get it. Solo took him out, but he was out for too long. We all forgot, nor do we care. I'm sorry. It just it doesn't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't help that he's lost back-to-back coming out the gate. Yeah. You, you want him to win? I wouldn't mind him. I mean, they didn't have to put him with Solo. I know they're protecting Solo, but if you're bringing the guy back, he's a popular character, and you got to get his get back. You don't got to feed him twice. Yeah. 
I don't you like the mean? underwear. I don't like underwear of Matt Riddle with no. He looks naked with with no. Who shoes. looks more naked, Matt Riddle or Warlow? Because Warlow's gear gets smaller <laughs> every week. I think it's that Riddle like decided he was gonna get those trunks just a little tighter. I don't like it. Yeah, or he's been working his glutes more. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, and power to him. You know, he's putting in the work. Doing the stairmasters. Yeah. Um, but no, I think that uh, this match was great, though. And Kevin and Sammy, though, were so over. Yeah. So, you know, they but, they gotta, are. but they got to change this up. We can't just have them all go to Raw and then they're facing the Usos still. I think there's going to be fatigue if they keep doing this. The story right. is going to be they're probably going to tease tension between Sammy and Kevin because Sammy still wants Jay. They're playing this like Jay and Sammy are going into an affair, really. They're like Romeo and Juliet. This is the story that they're telling is Romeo and Juliet, whether they know it or not, is that Sammy and Jay still have an affinity for each other, but Jay hates Sammy and Jimmy hates Sammy and, you know, whatever. Or Jay hates, Kevin hates, whatever. Everybody hates everybody except Jay and Sammy, all right? That and would be a good story if they, split up, if, uh, they split the Usos and separate teaming with KO and Sammy, and then that's the feud. That would be good. I don't think they're going to do that. Maybe and Jay and Sammy decide that they're gonna eat the fruit and, and like off themselves like they did in the Hunger Games, but it turns out to be Matt Riddle's edibles, and then we get a really fun show. Look <laughs> <laughs> <Work> it! <laughs> You're welcome. But solo though, I mean, feud with Riddle, whatever. I would like if Braun Breaker or Grayson Waller gets called up and feuding with Solo. Actually, Braun and Solo would be a great feud because that's unfinished business. Are they going to draft um, Austin Theory to SmackDown and have Solo win the United States Championship from him? Good. Yeah. I can see that. Me too. Yeah. But they're doing, uh, well, yeah, they're doing Bobby Lashley and Bronson Reed for now, so we'll see if they flip the titles there. Man, just turn SmackDown into the bloodline tribal chief variety hour and just have you know solo with the u.s championship on there roman with the main championship and we'll just bring out musical acts every week yeah. and have skits paul Heyman could be the host or the co-host yeah. you know like the ed mcmahon character i'll be great so good you know? yeah this was um not what i was expecting tonight there were some good weird surprises episodes. yeah weird episode. this was it felt like you could have it on as like background noise. You know what you I know mean? What? Like, and I did because I was watching the NFL draft, and I think that's what ruined it for me. Is I'm watching this real draft and it's compelling, and I'm watching the SmackDown, and it just came off as so fake. No, oh, I had it on. Was I, I made pizza bagels? I guess where I was just like, I'm just hanging out, man, uh, waiting for uh, the main event. But no, I think um, I wanted more NXT call-ups because I think that's always one of the most exciting things about the draft. So we'll see. I, I bet you tomorrow morning. We're, we'll probably get as many people drafted tomorrow morning as we're drafted tonight. Yeah. Well, some of them, they need to happen on camera. Yeah. But there's some people that I want to see their reactions and all that. So we'll see how the rest goes. I didn't yeah. even know that the SmackDown lowdown existed. <laughs> yeah, I didn't either. I remember talking Smack was back for a while. Mm -hmm. um, they don't smarten up the talent, especially in NXT. They don't tell them. So you these reactions are legitimate in terms of when their names are called. Which has got to be weird too, right? Because if you're living in Florida and it's like you do the Florida loop and you maybe travel four times a year for the company and, oh, by the way, now you're going to be on the road 52 weeks a year. Yeah. 
I was laughing at the the last time that they did. I think it was it the 2016 draft when they yeah. had the the ballrooms, but they drafted Natalia and they acted like they just got like the best. <laughs> that was, was like the best reaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was the best reaction ever when they were like marking out. <laughs> and Cletus the robot was. Uh... <laughs> somebody posted it, man. I love when somebody posts something super mad random on Twitter. I was like, I forgot about that. Why do they react like that? For I mean, no offense to Natalia, excellent talent, but. That reaction was so overplayed. <laughs> yeah. We'll see what happens. Um, Cody Rhodes is winning that new championship. Let's go, Cody! Oh, God. Just put all the belts on him. Just put every... Even those two belts that Roman Reigns doesn't want to defend. Just take those away from him while he's sleeping and put them on Cody Rhodes. You should have all of them. Like that Triple H meme where he has all the titles? That should be Cody Rhodes. We'll see. Uh, Monday night. Join uh, Triple J for coverage of the Raw Draft. We'll be back Tuesday. I will be covering the Raw Draft as well, filling in oh. for one of the Js. So it'll there be you go. two Js which, and an A. Which J are you filling in for? I think not Justin Labar, but uh, Jimmy. Jimmy Cordero. Oh, the okay. great referee. F. Mary Kill. Jen, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm marrying Justin Labar. And that, uh, yeah, that's I was going to say, Justin would make me feel He's safe. my day one. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that Jack Farmer is handsome, but too, too pretty. Jack, Farmer. Jack Farmer's Very too good. pretty to marry. Yeah. You're paranoid all the time. What's he doing? Who's going to steal Jack Farmer from me? I can't live like that. I'd be too Who's insecure. Yeah, exactly. Who are you texting on your phone? Who do you have saved as Raj Geary? That's not really Raj Geary. That's a code. I know you're sneaking around on me, Jack Farmer. Those pretty eyes. What is happening? <laughs> Why is Raj Geary texting you WYD at 2 a.m.? You up? <laughs> Raj Geary, 2 a.m., you up? Uh, there you go, folks. Uh, do us a favor. Follow Alfred on Twitter. This is Nasty. Isa is an NYC Demon Diva. That's Steve with a one. I'm at Glenn Rubenstein. Like, share, subscribe, click that bell notification, leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts, and we will see you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Have a great weekend, everybody, and take care. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.